Back in the 70s, board games and improv theater had a baby, and it was called the role-playing game. These games allowed a generation of kids to live out their dreams of slaying dragons and saving kingdoms, all while sitting in their bedrooms and basements. Today, gaming has moved into the cultural mainstream, and role-playing games are back with a vengeance. Join us now as five of these former kids come out of the basement and onto the internet to experience adventure, mystery, and obscure pop culture references. It's time for Roll for Combat. Hey everyone, welcome to Roll for Combat. I'm your GM and host, Steven Glicker, and in this week's episode, the boys get a ton of plot exposition, and things get a little bit testy. So if the podcast was starting today, I would have never included this episode, because things get a little testy between everyone this week. But, you're up to episode number 97, I think you know what you came here for, and I think you know what you got. So as you know, we're all very good friends, we all hang out with each other, we're way past this episode in real life, we're always talking to each other, we're on like a group chat, and we're seeing each other socially, nearly weekly, so, so this little fight is exactly that. It's just a little fight. It was late in the evening, everyone was tired, Chris sounded drunk, although he says it was cough syrup, John John was antsy and he had a lot going on in his life. He just moved and he really wanted to just unload and fight. And then Bob, Bob actually was trying to like listen to the story. And then, oh, well, Jason, Jason was being quiet. Jason was smart and he knew when to duck out of this. But in real life, this all blew over. Within five minutes, everything was fine. And next week, everyone is rested. It's a whole new day. No one's drunk. And we pick up right where we last left off, only everyone's in a good, chipper, happy mood next week. One thing is I asked people in the forum what I should do about this. And a lot of people said, you know, keep it in. Because at this point, this show is kind of what you expect. It's a couple of friends sitting around the table who know each other playing a role-playing game and fights are kind of part of the experience anyone who listens to howard stern knows like kind of fights are kind of the best part of the show and when we first started this off we thought we were going to have like fights galore because in our real life game we fight a fair amount but ever since we started the podcast it's almost like everyone was on their best behavior because the amount of fights has gone to almost zero this is one of those rare times where it was very late everyone was tired Chris was kind of drunk, so you know what? It was so minor in retrospect, so I just kept it in, just so you can hear what it's like. And, you know, don't worry. You also get a ton of story this episode. This episode is one of those story-heavy episodes where you find out, well, pretty much the main plot of this book. As you know, with the fall of Plague Stone, I am not doing show notes or intros or outros for that, so I'm going to talk a little bit about that show here. One thing I've noticed about Pathfinder 2 and the Fall Plague Stone is it really moves fast. I'm actually kind of stunned how fast that game moves. Combat is lightning quick. Normally, when we play Starfinder or Pathfinder 1st Edition, as you know, we record for about three hours each time. I might get in one, maybe two combats. I just did a three-hour, actually, sorry, it was a two-hour session, and we got in five combats in two hours, plus story and exposition. I was actually running out of things to do for them because 
I only set up so much because we play online, and I only set up what I think we're going to do. And I have never run out of material in all these years because I always set up what I think is way too much material. And then we get to like 1% of it. This is the first time ever in history where we were about to run out of material that I set up ahead of time in D20 Pro. That is how fast Pathfinder 2nd Edition is. And I have to tell you, it is fantastic. There's no loss of depth or breath. Things just move. When you are fighting and every single thing is in action, it just goes fast. You just say, okay, I'm doing one, two, three, next, one, two, three, next, one, two, three. Everyone goes very quick. Turns are really, really quick. However, it has yet to be put to the actual test, and that is the test of Chris Beamer, who is the slowest person in the world when it comes to combat. I am going to be playing Pathfinder 2 with Chris shortly, and you guys actually will hear that episode. And when I put that out, we'll see how well the three-action system holds up against the slowest player in the world, Chris Beamer. Anyhow, with that, let's get to this week's episode. In the meantime, Rusty and Mo are all healed up. And okay, now I loot the Of their stamina, that is. So. Now I loot the yeah. bodies. Yeah. Bob Marquis is playing the human envoy, Rusty Carter. You loot the bodies. It's a long uh, list. Yeah. Really? There's a long list? John Statz is playing the Vask soldier, Mo Dupinski. Okay. And and before actually we get into that, okay, the real question is actually the story-based one. I investigate the bodies because I'm genuinely curious who these guys are and if they're related to the people we're following. They are were they decked cultists? out in Grim Trophy Weapon Spikes armor. They were 150,000% cultists. Okay. What kind of armor? All three of them have Golem Forge Plating Level 3 armors. Uh, Wait a minute, that might be good. Chris Beamer is playing the tiefling technomancer, Akiro the Just. That's what I have. They all have grim trophies and weapon spikes on them. All three of them have liquidator disintegrator pistols. Four incendiary grenade version twos. And they all have centered longswords, which are advanced melees that do 2d8 damage and six batteries all right um, what kind of battery regular 10 volts actually it doesn't <laughs> matter because my spells i can if i was a cantrip i can just charge up my sh- really that's cool yeah um can you do that to extra charge batteries like uh yes i i can just wow. I can take like on charge batteries so like i can take like a like my weapon use a 40 charge battery um, they have 20 crappy charge batteries. I can suck that out and put it into any battery to, you know, charge it. It's very wow. good. Yeah. Um, so if you need if you need that, I got that skill. Steve, I'm going to take my curve carbon steel curve blade and I'm going to throw it away. I don't I don't, I don't want it on my character. Okay, so I throw it into the bushes. Object to that. I actually in midair I second kinetic hand it. There right, and I, and I floated it. Above, I floated into your face. And I say, Mo, why would you possibly get, get, get rid of such me. a great weapon? Yeah, such a great weapon. It's such a great uh, weapon. Get, How would you get, dare I wanna, throw that away? Is that easy to take off my character in uh, D20? Hell yeah, it's easy. It's already gone. Oh, good. Okay. 
good. I feel lighter. I feel, you know. You want the centered longsword? Or you don't even want that? No, I don't want those. I, I take that and I throw it in the same place. I, I second that can. I'm like, Rusty, help me well, with this. We'll carry it on our way out. We'll carry it on our way to the ship. He's giving up. We will probably a half hour away from the ship. Pile it in a corner. We'll get it on the way out. Yeah. That's fine. Half a mile. He's giving up. If there are any credit sticks, we'll take those. But the heavy stuff, we'll hold on to here. No credits. Great. The weapons he threw away, I recover. And I I have my um, Unseen Servant that is always following me carry those. Oh, that's fine. Oh, yeah, I have the Unseen Servant carry it. I don't care about that. Yeah, and my Unseen Servant that no one even knows about that is there, always, and it's carrying it. Well, yeah, it's like now that it's carrying weapons, isn't it kind of right. a scene servant? Now you can yeah. see it. Yes, now you can yeah. see what's going on, and, like, that's mine, though. Like, the, 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 like it's not group loot. It's not your loot. It's not anyone else's loot. Like, he threw it away. It's salvage rights. It is my loot. Over private comms that I take a cure off of, I say to Dr. Tuttle and Mo, okay, he's had an invisible assistant that's been tracking us this entire time. We've definitely got to keep an eye on this guy. Right. It's a uh, vacuum cleaner of life. Is what it is. Yeah. You know, um, I think he's actually been secretly recording you and putting you up on uh, Space 2. Huh. And, uh, so it's actually, you guys are secretly on a, a secret reality show. Not... The original reality show, that was the first one that had Hiroji. This is the Akiro reality show. That it's is the Rick and Morty version of you know uh, intergalactic uh, <laughs> cable. cable. Intergalactic, so yes, there you go. Somehow we signed away our rights to this. The Unseen Servant has the rights to the show as well. That's right. There you go. Um, are we questioning this animal at all, or are we just charging through this door? Because I don't care about this animal. Sure, you can question the animal. I can't Go talk right to the animal. It's, it's a furball. I, I don't care about Can you this talk animal. to the animals? Just imagine no. it. It's walking with a monkey in the zoo. I'm going to open these doors. And my, um, oh, okay. my image lasts for one minute per level, so yes, I still have it. Gone. Gone. Ten. Gone. Gone with our stamina uh, increase. Oh, it's so gone. But don't worry, you can cast it tomorrow. You can cast it tomorrow and get all those mirrored images. I think I have a name for the dog. I think the dog is going to be named Crackers, so there'll be cheese and crackers. Jason McDonald is playing the Ahsoki mechanic Tuttle Blacktail and his drone Cheddar. Oh, yeah. I love it! Oh, right. excellent! That's great. That's, That's such a good name. And what's the name of the uh, the other fuzzy thing? There's another fuzzy thing in a cage. Yeah, that's that's uh, the the. Is that swamp. wine? <laughs> that was that was technically a Kira. So that's a Kira. Yeah, that's not that's, that, that's my animal, and I shall name it at a later date. And that's my animal. I am going to name it Bordeaux. <laughs> I'm going to la- name it Burgundy. How about that? Uh, that's a good name, too. Uh, what huh. do we see as I swing the door open? Hello! Well, what you need to do is there's actually a triangular pad in the middle of the door. You push Uh-oh. it, and you put your hand on it, and the door Star Trek opens. And there you go. And now it is open. Double doors oh, cool. open to a hallway to the north. It cool. extends very far to the east. You see 
doors throughout this hallway. And it looks like, except for a few smears of grease and tracks in the dust, this has been relatively clear of traffic. The dust, it looks like it went to all these rooms. So, okay. All so all these rooms have been disturbed. On it too. Yeah. All right. Ding. Although, in seriousness, Steve, I would actually be willing to, if you want to kind of keep this simple, I can communicate to the dog where our ship is and have it and say that the ship may be a safer place for you. Really? Well, I mean, or he can come with us, whatever he wants to do. It seems to want to stay near you. Okay. Well, you can have it along. kind of follow behind you so it doesn't get hurt. All right, stay behind us. Seem to want to leave you. <laughs> yes, that's true. We'd have to run back through the carnivorous plants to get back to the ship. Were they questioning this 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 animal for any like? Could they? No, they're just with being. It? They were killing it. They were torturing it and mean. Well, yeah, but for, torturing it for information or it's a dog. What do you? Well, think? actually, we haven't questioned it yet. How would we know? Yeah, yeah, it's actually um, the dog is probably an alien. So, like, yeah, but I have no problem with that. Oh, it's an I alien can, dog. I want to make it's a diplomacy check against the dog. No, it's right. probably like an alien as an alien, the movie. Oh. Aliens. Yeah, it could be. I, mean, uh, I was worried it was the thing, actually. Right, could right. Be. That's oh, something. Yeah. Could, be. <laughs> could be. All right. Uh, let's let's, okay, get, I'm adding let's, to that. let's get our. The dog is actually the boss, and he's oh. infiltrating our group. Sorry. Okay, I have a diplomacy of 39 against the dog. I hope it loves me now. It wags what you think is its tail. You hope that's its tail. Excellent. All right. I'm good. Uh, let's get in formation. Get our game face. I'm in formation. I'm ready to rock and roll. The hallway, as you can see, is that's probably like 80 feet to the east. And there is one, two, three, four, five, six sets of doors throughout the hallway. It's 15 feet wide, about 80 feet long, and there is a strange greenish light, dim light, lighting up this entire hallway. Considering this building is millennia old, it's in amazing shape. Do we see any tracks on the ground leading any particular place? Uh, through it, it, Yes, there's tracks in the ground going to all the doors. So all the rooms have Thank been you. disturbed. Um, Thank you. Steve? I say we go all the way to the end and just F... The F of that effer. No, no, no. Are there any tracks on the ground, Steve? Oh, I, I, Bob, yeah. He's already answered that question. I know, John. Right, I twice, twice, twice he's answered that question. <laughs> twice I mentioned right. this question to John. Uh, we so just John entered. We just entered this area for the first time, as far as I was concerned. Okay. Oh no, you I, might be I, at you might be at a, a Cleveland lag or something. <laughs> <laughs> might be. No, it's the old Cleveland lag. Yeah. I mean, my goodness, like you, uh, internet, <laughs> you have rusty cables. Let's start with that. Do you have rusty cables? Ah, or, yes, okay, that's actually my a, next character. That's going to be my next you, character. Give those cables good shake to get the rust off of them. As you guys wait, the doors close and Rusty's now in that room by himself. Oh, Great. my God. Rusty, get in the hallway. What's wrong with you? You coward, get um, in here. Rusty puts his hand on the door. It looks like after too. a couple of seconds or so, the doors will automatically close on their own. Oh, oh that's out. interesting. Oh, look at that formation! Oh, no, cracker should be in the cracker should be in the back. Technically, Mo's going to open the door before crackers can get in the back. You're in it now, crackers. Toughen up, crackers. You're tanking. Deal with it. Yeah, we're tough. Oh, he's way in the back. It's toughen okay. up those paws. What is this? This is crazy. A very small hallway is in front of you to the east. 
there's some stairs leading up to a larger room. Uh, Mo is going to tiptoe up the stairs. Really? I'm going you to, don't attempt want to go down to the move hall. silently up the stairs and look into. What the fail? Uh, poignant question here. Does Akira still have his mirror image? <laughs> How long does it last? It's been about 15 minutes. It lasts for 12 minutes. So, no. You look into this room. This large chamber is lit only by the bluish glow of a single monitor across from the southern door. The other computer consoles that line the walls are dark. A circular platform of some unknown technology is affixed to the floor in the center of the room. The view outside a window in the western wall is completely obscured by thick jungle foliage. Uh, There's no green glow here? No, when you opened up the door, the green was shining into this hallway, but now you've gone up the stairs. You can see that this entire room is pitch black, but it is lit up by a very large monitor. And that's in the center, right? It's this thing in the center. Uh, Mo is going to turn his uh, lamps on his armor. Actually, no, he's not going to do that. He is in for vision. Um, he's going to look around and step into the room. And if nothing happens, he's going to take another step in the room. And then over the comms, he's going to tell the guys, get in here. There's intel in here. This is one of those Dr. Tuttle rooms. For the moment, yeah. Uh, I assist Dr. Tuttle. Tuttle's going to head toward the computer. Uh, Tuttle, I don't know if you know, but I'm actually quite proficient in the computer arts. Oh, then you can assist. Great. Oh, that's nice. You look uh, around, most all assist. the computers are off. There's the one that's <laughs> in front of is the only one that actually has some life to it and is currently on. Mo uh, fails I, to I assist. I successfully. I will take a look. Are you guys, guys, um, I'm actually going to say you don't assist. This is You will need a 20 to assist for this. I rolled, I rolled a 24. You can assist. All right. Mo does not. Wait, they're assist. not. They're not there though. Yes, and I'm, Tuttle, right. you're not even close to him. Rolls a thirty-three. So it is actually assisted a thirty-five. Here's the thing: the computer is so intuitive for those not steeped in the Kish culture that you feel like you almost. Oh, so close. Set off some nasty countermeasures, but you were able to avoid it. You will probably need to spend a few more rounds figuring out what the heck you're looking at, and then it looks like you might get better at hacking the system. AKA, the DC is really, really high for a while until you get used to it. But a 35 did not make it. (laughs) My computer is a plus 15, so... Tunnels is probably like a plus 18 or so. Yeah, 20 something. All right, so 20 something. 22. All right, all right so I wish I could. something. All right, so I automatically assist. Should assist. Can you assist yeah. with, can he assist with, if your culture is better? He can, assist, can with assist with a, he actually, because he speaks Kish. He I do. can do this probably a little bit better than Tuttle. Um, oh, he like, I, he, I don't oh, know about wow. I don't know about I mean, is that true? Akira, yes. he's talking about you. I know. Yeah, because, I, 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 because I, I, it's all in Kish language and culture, 
and you've studied that, so you actually would do better at trying to figure out how to break into this computer than Tuttle. Tuttle will figure it out. It's just going to take him a little while. With some amount of skepticism, Tuttle steps back from the keyboard and says, well, why don't you give it a try, Akira? So I'll, I'll, I will assess. <laughs> I, do. I mean, I have a huge plus okay. 15. I mean, gonna... He rolls a 26. Let's see. Does this? Oh, he automatically does. That's, that's, he has to give it. He automatically does. Yeah, I forgot. It doesn't Anything about 10. Actually, he doesn't. He doesn't. I'm actually making Rusty can assist. 20 because he doesn't even know what he's looking at, at least for the first couple of rounds. So that's a 28. Does Rusty want to try to assist too? Certainly. That's going to go good. Nope. Close. Ah. 18. Okay, oh, 28. Wow. Here's the good news. Akiro also narrowly escaped setting off the countermeasures, but you did not. But you did not manage to hack into the system. You're getting closer. So All between right. myself and Tuttle, like who is that the better chance? You do. He said this. Right. Akira does. I mean, 35 I'm... wasn't close. You feel like you were incredibly close to breaking into the system. It's a 28. You were just there, right there. So you to, he's telling you we you get, need a 30. Can we I'll try go ahead and assist again? again? You can go again, yeah. If right. you well, set off any countermeasures yet. Mo is how actually going to assist. We all try to assist Akira. Clap fails. Tuttle succeeds. Mo fails. And next. Is big roll. The big roll. Come on, roll over a 15. Oh! That's not good. I forget. I forget. Uh, it's a 19. You rolled a four. You rolled a four. So you thought you were about to break in. Suddenly, a harsh klaxon throughout the entire structure yep. is oh. going off. God. <laughs> Like alarms everywhere, red signals, lights going off. What do you do? We can turn that off. We can Let's... turn it off. Let me try more computer checks. Turn yeah. That off. I, I can make All that right. stop. I was going to assist. I'm still going to assist. All right, I'm assisting. Yeah. I fail. That's oh, a good oh, one. Oh, 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 wow. 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 A hero 19 for 34 plus 2. From uh, Aeon Tuttle, and that's okay. a lot. You six. kind of, after four rounds, got the hang of it. You managed to turn off the countermeasure. So it only went off for one round, so six seconds, and they all went away. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Um, you still got to break in, though. So good news, you, you, the countermeasure is, is, is off. And the other better news is Tuttle after watching for three to four rounds, thinks he's got it and actually can probably try to hack it. And nice. Without me having to do it because my translations, yes. I, I, nice. Tuttle, I'm, I'm decent at this, but you have the you have the calm. Yeah. In the meantime, I'm going to tell, tell my puppy to get up here because so yeah. he doesn't get this overrun. This is a puppy. tactical combat situation. Mo is getting into position. And I'm going to have Cheddar guard the, guard the door. He's going to ready an attack for anyone. Oh, why? Just because you set off a system-wide alarm throughout the entire complex? Yeah. All right, so should I continue doing computers checks then? Yeah. Yeah. Rusty, get out of there. Do help assist. Uh, ow. Ow. Should I assist on that? Doesn't matter. He figured it out. Tuttle's like, up oh, 34. No problem. Right. Got it. Got it. Now he got it. He's like, I got it. I got it. He's like, after that, you realize, yeah, I need a couple of uh, rounds sort of figuring things out. 
uh, now after three, four rounds, you're like, I got it. I he had to put the post-it notes on the keys to tell me which ones to use. <laughs> that, that jar of pickles, I loosened it for you. I have to give Akira some credit on computers. You Thank can you. now access the systems. It looks like this system is heavily, heavily locked down, but it looks like you can power up the lights, the other computers in the rooms. Well, that looks like what you can do right now. I will start by doing those things. You power up the lights, and you power up the other computers, and then in the middle of the room, on that platform, a creature appears. Basically, you don't see the inside of that room, but yes. It's Hiroji. No. <laughs> oh, whoa. Crazy. <laughs> yes. I love that. The platform near the center of the room flickers to life as a luminescent holographic projection manifests above it. Within seconds, the light coalesces to a tall, regal humanoid form that resembles the images of the ancient Kish found on Istamak. The figure is dressed in garb that appears to be a mixture of military and scientific outfits that seems to disappear into the glow of the circular dais at the figure's feet. The holographic figure stretches out an arm and starts speaking Kish to all of you. The only one who can fully understand it is Akiro. He says, and only Akiro can hear it, says, He has gone mad! His programming has degenerated! And he keeps raving about something called the Star Eater! Please, you must help me! We help him. I, yeah, uh, I, I, I pass I, that on to everyone, so they know. And uh, is that door open so we can see this? I well, can't see anything. First of all, is this live or is this a recording? Uh, we will help you. Tell him and Kish, we will help you. He looks around as he as you say that in common, and he says once again, though in Kish, "Hold a moment, please." And you feel a probing of your mind, if you will. Then in common, he says, "As I was saying before, he's gone quite mad. His programming has degenerated, and he keeps raving about something called the Star Eater. I can find him due to those critical errors, but he is." Out now, and I'm stuck in here. He and those who helped him must be stopped. This From sounds very serious. I assume you aren't allied with those crude marauders. Please tell me you aren't with them. Certainly not. not. They are our enemies, and we would love to assist you in any way possible. Please just give us some more information. Oh, excellent, excellent. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, uh, yes, there's, there's another person oh let me back up i'll tell you i'll tell you a little bit there there's two of us who have been maintaining this facility for eons decades millennia and unfortunately my companion he's gone quite mad i tell you quite mad and he has decided to help those marauders in unsealing the portal and bringing out the stellar degenerator and giving it to them wow uh stellar degenerator you say we must know can we see the room at all? I open this door. I mean, if I can do that, right? Wait, wait a minute. Wait. A well, minute. Why are you talking? going? You're opening up another door. No. We no, have like not five different questions before we well, rush off. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know where this is coming from. It's, are you drunk? It's in the middle of the room. You see where that big right? No, no. I thought, I thought it was a room to the right for some reason. No, okay, it's in no. this room. You see where the dog is? Uh, that is where this is appearing. It's all in this room. Yeah, right. And, and we're not we're not rushing off anywhere for, for this is an information gathering thing. Uh, okay, first of all, who is he that you're talking about? His name is Eldreth. 
We have operated here for millennia, keeping this place functional in its terrible secret hidden. Till a couple of centuries ago, without warning, he, he began to display signs of instability and critical errors. He became convinced he was a tool of some being called the Devourer. I believed it to be just some sort of manifestation of degradation of his core programming, and I sequestered him for all those years on these servers before he can cause any damage. I, I hoped he could be repaired, but recent events have changed my mind. Uh, where do you think this Elrath could be found now? I do not know. He is somewhere else in this facility, helping out those marauders, trying to break the encryption and get the gates open. He confined me to this single room and obviously managed to put up firewalls that will take me days, perhaps even weeks to break through. More than enough time for him to finish his work. How okay. can we help you? Can we help you get out, or is this one of the things that we can't do? Like, we can go kill him. We're good at that. But is there something we can yes, do to uh, help yes. you? You can help me, but you cannot do it from here. You must accessing the sequestered sub-program from the main operations room. And with that, he brings up a map. A map of the entire place, I would hope. Yeah. Thank you. That was on my list of questions. He brings up the map. You can see it. You guys are in the upper left-hand corner. All the way in the upper right hand, down lower right hand corner, where that other hollow floor thing is, he points to that lower that room all the way in the lower right hand corner. He says, "That is where you can access the sub programming." Very good. Uh, you should we'll... be able to initiate the exchange with my core programming and Eldreth's. Beware, though, Eldreth has probably installed several countermeasures. By the way, what is your name again? Oh, my name is Atef. I was once one of the many Kish scientists who monitored this entire system, protecting its secrets long, long ago. Back then, I had a physical form, but in order to maintain these computers past our civilization's fall, another, an engineer, and I created digital versions of our consciousness to serve as these custodians for eternity. Does Elrith currently have a physical manifestation? Elrith is much like myself. We're both sentient AIs who've been running and maintaining these facilities for eons. So the countermeasures that you're talking about, are those booby traps like in doorways or are we talking about through computer systems? Both. Great. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay I have a couple of questions. What current abilities might he have by using the, his control of this facility? I do not know. However, there are many maintenance bots that perform the physical tasks of the system that we've always been semi-ontaneously maintaining. Ever since I locked Elrith away, I've been striving to uplift the robots to full sentience so they might continue should something ever happen to me. However, when it looked like Elrith might be free, I uploaded as much independent programming as I could into the processors. It will take Elder some time to regain full control of those robots. But I imagine that he might have some control of those robots and will use them against you. In addition, he has full control of the electricity and the terminals throughout this complex. Oh, okay. And how many marauders are with him at this time? I remember a rough complement of cultists. More than a dozen main members, an unknown number of shadow creatures, an android, and a couple of Yusoki. Mm, Soaky. Yeah, God oh. damn it. Ugh. So easy to ah, betray. People of culture and refinement. Oh, <laughs> sorry. So, forgot. 
Yeah. No, actually, we know that these particular soak here kind of. Doctor Tuttle has transcended. Present company, excellent. Now, present company has transcended uh, the state of Yasoki. I do know that several days ago, when they raided us, they looked much like yourselves, but had spikes and adornments all over their armor. The others were like figments, strange dark apparitions with no true form. The raiders called themselves the Desperate Hunger and were led by an android woman named Noel Nine. I discovered this as they blasted their way into this facility, spouting peons to this devourer and caught me off guard. Before I knew it, they had freed Eldrith and forced me into his prison. Luckily, I was able to place some roadblocks in their path to slow them down. But they cannot be allowed access to the Stellar Degenerator. We must advance. All right. Must attack. Uh, how? Okay, so we have a full map of the complex now? Without yeah. a plan, there's no attack. Without an attack, there is no victory. Yeah. Uh, how many levels is this complex is part of the question. Because cu- currently... This is the full complex. Yet. One level. You see it all. Yeah. Akira, you can open up that door now with relative safety. That's the one thing I think we want to search before we move on. Wait, wait, what are you planning on doing? You must tell me. Otherwise, they're going to open up the gate and release the cellar generator and get destroy us all. No, 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 that's going to happen. We're here to stop that. Right, we're here to take control of the cellar. We're here to destroy the cellar generator. Where is this part? No, no, no. If you were so much as joke about taking control, I must stop you immediately. That is not allowed. I will not make such a joke. Where is this pawn? I don't see his pawn on on the field. Chris, it's in the there. center of the room. Oh it's no, the, it's oh, is that, that it's not it's not an actual thing. It's the uh, talking. Uh, is everyone the, drunk tonight? No, no, it's a beam no, no, of it's light. A, it's a hologram. It's a hologram. Oh, it's a hologram. Okay, thank you. All right, great. As I was saying, Chris, open up the door. Uh, let's search that side room first. Right. I do. I will do that. There's a small room. Yeah, it appears empty. Well, we search it. There's nothing in it. Okay, that's all I wanted to do. Do you see where he is? Do you see where he's on the room? Yep. Yeah. I do see him now. Now we leave. Okay, so I open up this door. <laughs> he's like, wait, wait. Do you have any questions for me before you go barreling in there? You're our only hope. Oh, my God. Do you have any actual? Right. Okay. Go ahead, guys. Mo Rusty has not. many questions. I have very few answers. Rusty, ask your questions. Well, the question is actually, can we set it up so that we can communicate with you as we move through the complex? No, I'm trapped. I literally cannot move from this spot. There's no Do other you have way access? to... You're, you're a piece of software. You, you should be able to transmit on radio waves. Uh, are you able to actually look through any of the cameras in the facility? No. Weren't you listening? I trapped my companion and spent millennia figuring out the perfect system so that he cannot access anything and get out in any way, shape, or form. However, the cultists managed to trick me and switch our places. I am now in the very prison I put him. Yeah, no, I, I heard all that. Um, so well, what is in the next room well, to face us? What is that? I have no access to any of those other rooms. What was the room originally are. used for? Which room are you talking about? This one, through that door to the right. Uh, sorry, the, to the east. Due east. Those are crew quarters. If you design okay. the security, do you have any sort of tips or information on bypassing the countermeasures that would be helpful? Be proficient in Kish computer skills. All right. We try our best. Uh, where is the actual main power source for this facility? 
we may have the option of just simply knocking it out. The center of the moon. It is using geometric waves. As long as if you destroy the moon, you would destroy the power source. Okay, that's right. a bit beyond this mission. Thank you. My plan is to destroy the being that should be trapped where you are. I'm going to free you. I'm going to free you and let you go roam free. What is in Excellent. the room? What is the room to the east, though? Is that where he is? Like we need to know what we're dealing with. As I said before, I have no He's access to any southeast. other ac- any other room within here. I am trapped. This is all I can see and all I can access. This very small panel and square. I have no access outside of this room. Okay, my, my last couple of questions at this. Okay, they are trying to actually ask, access the Stellar Manipulator. Is the main control function of the Stellar Manipulator in this facility only, or is this just one key? Stellar Devourer. Stellar oh. Degenerator. Degenerator, yes. Killer of stars. Yes. Okay, the Death Star. Is this the main access to the Death Star in this facility? Yes, this is the main access to opening up and starting the sequence is in this facility. All right, well then, uh, well, this is actually one of the reasons I wanted to cut off the power to this facility. There must be like sort of in and out. Of Impossible. This oh, facility okay. has been designed to last for millennia. It has been last, it can easily last for billions of years. We have thought of every single countermeasure. Apart from blowing up the planet, there will be no way to fully disable it. Well, we have on, redundant systems in all 12 planets. Ah, so this is not the only place. So when I asked if this was the only place and you said yes, what you meant was no. This is the only place. If you manage to blow up this planet, then one of the other random planets would take over. Okay, great. See, I wanted the option of like, what if we wanted to blow up this building we're in? Blowing up the building would do nothing. Well, it would actually, it would do something. It would delay the people trying to access control because they'd have to go to another planet. So it's not nothing exactly. I don't like this guy. Okay, so we move on. Okay, let's let's let's. It's a girl. It's a girl. what it does is waste my apologies. Time. All right, so woman, I'm opening up this door to the hallway as the rest of the party. All right, the door's open. You opened up the door. Uh, any uh, troops thundering down the hallway that I nope. hear? Nope. Okay. Okay, guys, it is safe to come out. Oh, we're not going due east? Okay. There's no way to go due east. I'm going to hang back a little bit. I don't normally not, do that, not, but I'm just not splitting standing the party. On the door cool. Right now. Oh, you guys I, split the party. I, That's oh, what I'm saying. You can't go. You can't. You're going through a wall right now. What are you doing? There's a door there, actually, John. There's a door no, there, John. He, he put himself in through. There's a diagonal wall. Anything. That's a diagonal. Oh, wall. you're actually right. There is a diagonal room. That's no, oh, is that a diagonal? Oh, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. He's actually right. That's a actually diagonal. a wall. All right. Yeah, that's a wall. It was a little. That didn't seem logical to me. Okay, fine. Well, it's a clock. Okay. All right. This is the point where Doctor Tuttle opens up doors, or the unseen servant opens up doors, because Mois. He's uh, he sn- smells a he smells a trap, and if there's electricity going on, that's I think the type of damage we're gonna get, uh, and uh, yeah, I think it should be Tuttle or uh, unseen servant unseen can servant. open a door. Yes, uh, I'm I'm uncomfortable with uh, Mo not being in front of me and not being at the door. That is the door that we need to go into to. Uh, to get the, yeah, you're the seeing widget, something widget. I don't see. Like I'm not the seeing map, you the map all. that he showed us ten minutes ago. Uh, that's that's what I'm referring to. No, no, there's a door in front of us, and you're not in front of it. Okay, uh, John, I believe what Chris is referring to is that there is, of course, a double doors that is directly to the north of where yes. Ch- Cheddar is right now. 
where are you saying you want to go, John? Right, right. And, and Steve was very clear in saying that's not the room where, where, where this danger is. Where do you want to go, John? Okay, as, I, as Steve has clearly said to the southeast, that is the location of where this, this big bad uh, evil hologram and the guys are. You, you got to move your guy because we're following you. Uh, I, I actually oh, don't because as I have said, okay. I'm not opening the door. It should be Tuttle. I suspect there's a trap. Okay. What I got out of Tuttle or the unseen conversations servant. was that the guy had absolutely no idea where they were in the facility. I must have missed some southeast thing. Okay. Wow. You know, Tuttle open the door. That's really. Dude, no, 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 no. He's Aeon Tuttle. Open the door. No, 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 no. Guys, let's, let's call it for the week. Uh, that's fine. And we're going we're gonna to pick this up. That's fine. Bob, do you have any more questions for the hologram? I asked them all. We left. <laughs> it's okay. Jesus. A lot Jesus. Of questions. Jesus Christ. Let's 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 spend another day talking to them. <laughs> all right. Why? That's, uh, what the hell, John? Jesus going. Christ. <laughs> Guys, relax, relax. Well, I mean, you didn't listen to anything he said. I, I mean, listened to everything he crazy. said. I went over it. And I, he was also telling us bad information. He was telling us good information was going along. I was also typing up the player notes as we went along. Thank you for not doing so as well. I love the player notes. Thank you. Right. So yeah, I'm going to say, that. John, you're being kind of a dick right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, time. Hey everyone, Steve here. So there we go. Everyone was fine. No one was harmed. Everyone is still friends. So don't you fret. That's just a little minor fight between friends. It happens every so often. Don't worry, next week we get into... Well, they do something interesting. They decide to cut to the end. I'm giving a little bit of a spoiler. You know, the way these work is that, you know, these dungeons are usually designed in such a way that you, you know, start off with a little encounter and then sort of some plot and then a mini encounter and then you get to the sub boss and then you get some more encounters and more plot and then you get to the final boss. Well, these guys decide to skip all that and go right to the final boss. However, they were supposed to level up before they go to the final boss. So next week is a bit of a doozy of an episode as they uh, decide to take on way more than they can chew. So get ready for that. As for the show, as you heard, we had a lot of interviews last couple weeks. I just put up a nice interview with Jason Bowman. It was short. I do apologize. Jason is by far the hardest person to get on the show not just my show any show every single person wants him his time is really really tight he's sort of become the face of paizo so to even get him for 30 minutes is unbelievably hard so i'm going to try to have him on again and talk more about you know as things start getting ready to be released we'll get him on the show again we'll talk about all the new things coming out for pathfinder in the near future However, I do have an awesome episode. If you like society or want to know anything about society play, I talked to Tonya Woolridge for over an hour. We go into excruciating detail about everything that's happened in the past with Starfinder Society and Pathfinder Society and what's going to be happening in the future and how things are changing. There actually was a huge amount of change on the society team. There was a lot of people who got promoted and a lot of people moved around. Society has exploded in the last few years. 
and I don't mean just like a little bit. Before this, they had something like, I don't know, like two years ago, I remember I was looking at the tables. What happens is every single time you do a society game, you get a table number assigned, and it was just sequential. And, you know, before the tables were in, I don't know, like the 10, the 20, the 30,000, and then all of a sudden, I saw a table that was 200,000. And then a few months later, I saw a table as 500,000. And then recently, I saw a table at 2 million. And I was asking them, I was asking Thirsty and everyone at the society, I'm like, what's going on? And they just like looked at me and their eyes really big and said, society has gotten absolutely massive. And we just run thousands and thousands of games now. And yeah, society's becoming a major part of Paizo and Pathfinder and Starfinder, especially Starfinder. It looks like society has really exploded for Starfinder, even more so than Pathfinder. So I get into all of that. That's going to be next week. And then I'm going to be starting a new series. That's right. There's this new thing called Quests. Quests are these one-hour adventures, and I'm going to start running them on the show, which means that you can listen to an entire adventure in one episode. And I'm going to be kicking that off in a few weeks. Quests are going to be coming out every single month. They're going to be both for Pathfinder and Starfinder, and that's a perfect way for me to mix and match people on the show. Heck, maybe I can even have you. That's right, you the listener on the show. I'm not kidding. It's going to be really easy. It's not a huge commitment. You just give me a character. We play for like, you know, two or three hours, and you're done. That's it. So those of you who are, you know, regulars who listen to the show, who are interested, let me know. I've already played with a lot of you guys, and anyone who I've played with in the past at PaizoCon or GenCon, hit me up. I would definitely like to have you on the show, and we could definitely do a quest and see how that goes. And so look for that in the very near future. Anyhow, let's get to show notes. As you guys all know, there's new podcast every single Tuesday and now every single Friday. Do subscribe to us on iTunes, Android, and Spotify. I have to tell you, Spotify is huge. I can't get over how many people listen to this show on Spotify. It's almost bigger than iTunes. It's really incredible. Don't forget, check out Jason's Talking Combat column now every single Tuesday and every single Thursday. That's right. He's going to be coming out twice a week. Do check out our Discord if you guys want to play any society player. Just talk to people and you get a free t-shirt. Just go to discord.rulefforcombat.com. Do follow us on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram. And don't forget to check out the Reddit channel as well. Do check out our Patreon. I think I'm going to do that. I think I'm going to add a Patreon level where if you join the Patreon, that you can play a quest with us and I'll put it out on the show. I think that's a good idea. I think I'm going to do that a little bit later today. Do make sure to check out the Rule for Combat website because we have a ton of reviews on there. That's right. We have a review of the Pathfinder role-playing game. We have a review of the Bestiary. And very shortly, we're going to have a very detailed review of the Lost Omens World Guide. So if you guys like reviews, make sure you check out our website and check out all the reviews for all the main products. Anything that's a hardcover book, that's how we decide whether we're going to review something. If it's a hardcover book, we review it. And the thing is... Every single book now is going to be a hardcover book. So the amount of reviews that Jason's going to be doing is going to explode. That's right, Jason. You heard that. You're going to be very busy in the next few months. And finally, 
do check out No Direction. We're actually sponsoring them for the next few months of all the talks at Gen Con. That's right, every single talk at Gen Con by Paizo is going up on No Direction. And I have to tell you, the quality of the audio, because they upgraded their audio system at Gen Con, is fantastic. It sounds absolutely perfect. One of the things is that at PaizoCon and Gen Cons in the past, they just sat in a room and talked. So so Param would just take a recorder and just put it on the table and record them. So usually the audio was okay at best, but at but at Gen Con they had their own private room with an incredibly professional setup with mics and streaming, you know, the whole nine yards. So the sound is absolutely perfect because they got it from the source. So if you missed anything from Gen Con and you want to listen to them, obviously the biggest one they put up is what to expect from Paizo now and beyond, like the next year. Check that one out. That's always my favorite one that just went up a few days ago. So don't forget, go to No Direction because they're our friends and two of the people from No Direction, they're playing on our Plague Stone adventure. So yay, No Direction. Anyhow, with that, I'll see and talk to you guys next week. You've been listening to Roll for Combat, a Starfinder actual play podcast. If you have a question or comment for the show, please visit us at RollForCombat.com or drop us a line at contact at RollForCombat.com. You can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, Discord, and other social media platforms. listening to Roll for Combat. Until next week, always remember Rusty Carter's motto, not in the face, not in the face! <laughs>